Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam. Third Canto, Chapter 21, Texts 48 through 56. Kardamamoni welcomes the Emperor. Text 48. Seeing that the monarch had come to his hermitage and was bowing before him, the sage greeted him with benediction and received him with due honor. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Emperor Swayambhuvamanu not only approached the cottage of dried leaves possessed by the hermit Kardama, but also offered respectful obeisances unto him. Similarly, it was the duty of the hermit to offer blessings to kings who used to approach his hermitage in the jungle. Texts 49 and 50 After receiving the sage's attention, the king sat down and was silent. Recalling the instructions of the Lord, Kardama then spoke to the king as follows, delighting him with sweet accents. The tour you have undertaken, O Lord, is surely intended to protect the virtuous and kill the demons, since you embody the protecting energy of Sri Hari. Purport by Srila Prabhupada It appears from many Vedic literatures, especially histories like Srimad Bhagavatam and the other Puranas, that the pious kings of old used to tour their kingdoms in order to give protection to the pious citizens and to chastise or kill the impious. Sometimes they used to kill animals in the forest to practice the killing art, because without such practice they would be unable to kill the undesirable elements. Kshatriyas are allowed to commit violence in that way, because violence for a good purpose is part of their duty. Here, two terms are clearly mentioned. Vadahaya, for the purpose of killing, and Asatam, those who are undesirable. The protecting energy of the king is supposed to be the energy of the Supreme Lord. In the Bhagavad Gita, 4.8, the Lord says, Paritanaya sadunam vinishaya taduskritam. The Lord descends to give protection to the pious and to kill the demons. Therefore, the potency to give protection to the pious and kill the demons, or undesirables, is directly an energy from the Supreme Lord. And the king, or the chief executive of the state, is supposed to possess such energy. In this age, it is very difficult to find such a head of state who is expert in killing the undesirables. Modern heads of states sit very nicely in their palaces and try, without reason, to kill innocent persons.
Text 51. When necessary, you assume the part of the sun god, the moon god, Agni, the god of fire, Indra, the lord of paradise, Vayu, the wind god, Yama, the god of punishment, Dharma, the god of piety, and Varuna, the god presiding over the waters. All obeisances unto you, who are none other than Lord Vishnu. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Since the sage Kardama was a Brahmin and Swayambhuva was a Kshatriya, the sage was not supposed to offer obeisances to the king because socially his position was greater than the king's. But he offered his obeisances to Swayambhuva Manu because as Manu, king and emperor, he was the representative of the Supreme Lord. The Supreme Lord is always worshipable, regardless of whether one is a Brahmin, a Kshatriya, or a Sudra. As the representative of the Supreme Lord, the king deserved respectful obeisances from everyone. Texts 52 through 54 if you did not mount your victorious jeweled chariot, whose mere presence threatens culprits, if you did not produce fierce sounds by the twanging of your bow, and if you did not roam about the world like the brilliant sun, leading a huge army whose trampling feet caused the globe of the earth to tremble, then all the moral laws governing the varnas and ashrams, created by the Lord himself, would be broken by the rogues and rascals. Purport by Srila Prabhupada It is the duty of a responsible king to protect the social and spiritual orders in human society. The spiritual orders are divided into four ashrams, Brahmachari, Grihastha, Vanaprast, and sannyas. And the social orders, according to work and qualification, are made up of Brahmins, Kshatriyas, Vaishas, and Sudras. These social orders, according to the different grades of work and qualification, are described in Bhagavad Gita. Unfortunately, for want of proper protection by responsible kings, the system of social and spiritual orders has now become a hereditary caste system. But this is not the actual system. Human society means that society which is making progress towards spiritual realization. The most advanced human society was known as Arya. Arya refers to those who are advancing. So the question is, which society is advancing? Advancement does not mean creating material necessities unnecessarily and thus wasting human energy in aggravation over so-called material comforts. Real advancement is advancement towards spiritual realization, and the community which acted toward this end was known as the Aryan civilization. 
the intelligent men, the Brahmins, as exemplified by Kardamamuni, were engaged in advancing the spiritual cause. And Kshatriyas, like Emperor Swayambhuva, used to rule the country and ensure that all facilities for spiritual realization were nicely provided. It is the duty of the king to travel all over the country and see that everything is in order. Indian civilization, on the basis of the four varnas and ashrams, deteriorated because of her dependency on foreigners or those who did not follow the civilization of varna ashram. Thus, the Varnashram system has now become degraded into the caste system. The institution of four Varnas and four Ashrams is confirmed herewith to be Bhagavat Rachita, which means designed by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In Bhagavad Gita, this is also confirmed. Chatur Varnyam Mayashrishtam the Lord says that the institution of four varnas and ashrams is created by me. Anything created by the Lord cannot be closed or covered. The divisions of varnas and ashrams will continue to exist, either in their original form or in degraded form. But because they are created by the Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, they cannot be extinguished. They are like the sun, a creation of God, and will therefore remain. Either covered by clouds or in a clear sky, the sun will continue to exist. Similarly, when the Varnashram system becomes degraded, it appears to be a hereditary caste system. But in every society, there is an intelligent class of men, a martial class, a mercantile class, and a laborer class. When they are regulated for cooperation among communities, according to the Vedic principles, then there is peace and spiritual advancement. But when there is hatred and malpractice and mutual mistrust in the caste system, the whole system becomes degraded, as stated herein. It creates a deplorable state. At the present moment, the entire world is in this deplorable condition because of giving rights to so many interests. This is due to the degradation of the four castes of Varnas and Ashrams. Text 55. Kardamamuni continued. If you gave up all thought of the world's situation, unrighteousness would flourish. For men who hanker only after money would be unopposed. Such miscreants would attack, and the world would perish. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Because the scientific division of the four varnas and four ashrams is now being extinguished, the entire world is being governed by unwanted men 
who have no training in religion, politics, or social order, and it is a very deplorable condition. In the institution of four varnas and four ashrams, there are regular training principles for the different classes of men. Just as in the modern age, there is a necessity for engineers, medical practitioners, and electricians, and they are properly trained in different scientific institutions. Similarly, in former times, the higher social orders, namely the intelligent class, the Brahmins, the ruling class, the Kshatriyas, and the mercantile class, the Vaishyas, were properly trained. Bhagavad Gita describes the duties of the Brahmins, Kshatriyas, Vaishyas, and Sudras. When there is no such training, one simply claims that because he is born in a Brahmin or Kshatriya family, he is therefore a Brahmin or a Kshatriya, even though he performs the duties of a Sudra. Such undue claims to being a higher caste man make the system of scientific social orders into a caste system, completely degrading the original system. Thus, society is now in chaos, and there is neither peace nor prosperity. It is clearly stated herein that unless there is the vigilance of a strong king, impious, unqualified men will claim a certain status in society, and that will make the social order perish. Text 56 In spite of all this, I ask you, O valiant king, the purpose for which you have come here. Whatever it may be, we shall carry it out without reservation. Purport by Srila Prabhupada When a guest comes to a friend's house, it is understood that there is some special purpose. Kardamamuni could understand that such a great king as Swayambhuva, although traveling to inspect the condition of his kingdom, must have had some special purpose to come to his hermitage. Thus he prepared himself to fulfill the king's desire. Formerly it was customary that the sages used to go to the kings, and the kings used to visit the sages in their hermitages. Each was glad to fulfill the other's purpose. This reciprocal relationship is called bhakti karya. There is a nice verse describing the relationship of mutual beneficial interest between the Brahmins and the Kshatriyas. Shatram Tvijatvam. Shatram means the royal order, and Tvijatam means the Brahminical order. The two were meant for mutual interest. The royal order would give protection to the Brahmins for the cultivation of spiritual advancement in society, and the Brahmins would give their valuable instruction to the royal order on how the state and the citizens can gradually be elevated in spiritual perfection. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the third canto, 21st chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled Conversation 
between Manu and Cardamom.